Hello, this is Joe Buca with another podcast of Man Up, the podcast to help men reject passivity and accept responsibility. Uh, today is actually January 1st, um, 2022, and uh, we're off to a new year. I'm just sitting on my back porch. You can hear the birds chirping and just enjoying some cappuccino and some time in the word. Um, and uh, re- actually really enjoying a book that one of my partners, Stephanie, uh, for Christmas gave me at my counseling practice. It's called Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland. Very, very good book. Highly recommended. I'm only two chapters in, so I, I can't um, totally give a, a uh, uh, thumbs up on the book. But so far in the first couple chapters, I'm just kind of reading it and trying to let it soak in and sometimes taking a couple days to read one of the chapters. They're, they're kind of short chapters, five, six, seven pages. But um, just really enjoying this book and its focus is on the heart of Christ for sinners and for those who suffer. And so today, I, um, you know, I've, I've mentioned at the end of last year just this idea of cognitive distortions. And I think one of the distortions many of us have is when we struggle or when we sin or when we um, do things that we know we shouldn't, or we have thoughts, or we have uh, motives that are uh, impure. We want to typically, historically, what I've wanted to do is I wanted to cover them up. I don't want people to see those. I, and I think I want to cover them up so that God can't see them. Obviously, that's not possible because God sees them. God sees my heart, my thoughts, and my actions. But just this idea of when we struggle. The importance, and I've talked about this in different degrees, like the importance of confession. When I struggle, instead of staying away or, or distant from God, so to speak, uh, to actually draw near to Him. And today, the, what I read, I'm going to read a quote out of the book, um, but it just really emphasizes the fact that Christ wants to draw near to us, especially when we're struggling. And this idea that He's disappointed, He's He doesn't want anything to do with me, um, you know, is, is a distortion because actually uh, he wants to draw near to me to let me experience his love and forgiveness and transformation and his righteousness. Um, so I'm going to get share a quote that I read this morning. Uh, this is based, well, the quote is um, from the book, but it's based on Matthew 14, 14, uh, where it says that Jesus had compassion on them. This is after the feeding, I think, of the 5,000. And uh, Ortland's quote, or what Ortland says, is when Jesus Christ sees the fallenness of the world all about him, his deepest impulse, his most natural instinct, is to move toward that sin and suffering, not away from it. Again, I think that's deeply profound that he wants to draw near to me, and he wants to comfort me, and he wants to give me strength, and, and he, he wants me to, to come out, bring whatever it is out to the light and into his presence, and as appropriate, bring it out in the light of others. To be able to say, "Hey, I, I did, I sinned against you, or I, I, um, you know, I did something that violated, you know, our relationship." That sounds kind of stiff to say it that way, but, but um, again, this idea that my thoughts and my instincts are to, to kind of hide and to hide my sin. Proverbs, I think it's twenty-eight, thirteen, is one of my favorite verses. He who conceals the sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will find mercy. And it, it's the kind of First John 1, 9, uh, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's kind of the First John 1, 9 of the Old Testament, but it just talks about this idea that, that we can confess, we can acknowledge to God that we've sinned, 
and we can acknowledge to God both in our heart, our, in our heart, our thoughts, and our behavior that we've sinned, and to really, in a sense, apply, experience the forgiveness of Christ in light of that particular sin. And there's there's freedom that comes there. The prosperity, I think, that Proverbs is talking about is not financial prosperity, but it's talking about spiritual prosperity or prosperity in relationships. Um, you know, my one of my favorite verses uh, is um, 2 Corinthians um, uh, 5, um, 21. He, um, he made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf that we might be the righteousness of God in him. Again, that Jesus' greatest desire is to is to be our righteousness and to allow us to experience um, forgiveness and allow us to experience uh, change. So I just want to encourage as you begin this year just to think about what are the areas of my life that I need to acknowledge before God and I need to ask God to begin to transform that I need to rest in his forgiveness for Maybe um, I was talking to a friend the other day, and he was just talking about how he's he's just been so grumpy and and just angry, and um, and you know just in hearing him talk, he's like, I don't want to be this way. I don't want to be that kind of man. And so you know, I just want to encourage you to to sit with the Lord and ask, Lord, speak to me. Show me the things in my life that this coming year I want to change. You know, what are the what are the struggles? What are the you know for me it's it's uh, eating at night. You know, I just, after we eat dinner, eat a moderate, healthy dinner, and then not snack afterwards is, is a big goal of mine for this year. But, you know, just the idea of surrendering that to God and saying, God, I want your strength. I want your ability to uh, give me victory over this. Maybe it, your struggle is with pornography, or maybe it's maybe it's um, uh, showing up in kind of a negative attitude that you have toward others and just really asking God to transform you and to, to, to see Christ really draw near to you and give you the strength that you need in that particular area.